Sweat drenched Lucilla's body. She was panting from waking up out of a nightmare. Grabbing a towelette from her nightstand, she rubbed the sweat from her face and peered at the time. It was about 3.30 in the morning, three hours short of when she had to wake up. Banksy stared at her from the foot of her bed. She could see his shiny eyes looking back from the dimness of the street lamps. He came over and placed his paw on the bed. Lucilla smiled and patted his smooth head. As if he had intuition, Banksy knew to come over to comfort her. She didn't know how she would be coping without him. Every night played out the same way, from the horrific nightmares of her death to Banksy's soothing presence. Lucilla decided to get up and start the day. She had been meaning to finish her collage before going to work. Lucilla stared out of her art gallery's office window, her thoughts smeared with the grimness of her nightmare. She had to remember it if she was to survive the day. She pieced the dream together from what little images she scavenged out of her mind. Lucilla had dreamt that she was coming back from her lunch break at her favorite cafe. She was texting a friend when the bus stop she was walking by got slammed by a wayward car. Her body was hit by debris, causing a brain hemorrhage. The paramedics pronounced her dead at the scene. Covered in goosebumps, Lucilla became conscious of her surroundings and noticed her assistant approaching. Lucy, we have a potential client who would like to speak to you. Gabby said, eyeing her. Are you all right? You look worse than usual. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. I'll speak to them. Lucilla said as she got up and adjusted her suit jacket. She made sure to cover the scar on her forehead with her bangs. Gabby, can you do me a favor and order us both something from DoorDash for lunch? I changed my mind about going to Shez Mommy. Lucilla said over her shoulder. Sure. I wanted to try this new place that opened up a few blocks away. Eating her leftovers from lunch in front of her TV, the evening news of the car accident at the bus stop came up. It made Lucilla lose her appetite. Banksy was resting his head on her lap. She ran her palm over his coat to calm her nerves. Lucilla wondered if these nightmares would plague her for the rest of her life. Her therapist couldn't make heads or tails of the premonitions, and Lucilla was beginning to think he didn't believe her. Ever since her car accident two months ago, her nights have been filled with terror, with the next day being worse than the nights. It didn't take her long to realize that she had to save herself each day. Initially, she had near misses or luck, as she would like to believe. She also had to contend with migraines, severe head-splitting pain that kept her sometimes from doing anything. Her head felt like there was one coming on now. She decided to take her medication and go to bed. Lucilla dreaded going to sleep, yet she had to know what to expect the next day. The end of the week brought a flurry of activity for Lucilla's art gallery. Catering was confirmed, as were the rentals, and a long guest list was triple-checked. One of her star artists was showcasing her newest works, and it would be a night to remember for art lovers of all kinds. On Saturday night, the gallery was filled with art dealers, critics, and fans. In tandem with her artist, Lucilla socialized with the crowd. Growing exhausted after a few hours of entertaining, she headed to a corner of the gallery to relax and came across a figure standing in front of a large painting that she had made a couple of years ago. Curious, Lucilla approached slowly. The woman was tall and lanky, 
A fitted dark blue dress hugged her ebony skin, and she wore a chic bob with dangling earrings. Her eyes transfixed Lucella. They were gray and reminded her of a morning fog she jogged through on a trip to London. I could feel it pulsing. The woman said without looking at Lucilla. I was listening to heavy metal when I painted this one. That Myra turned toward Lucilla. I thought it might have been rap. The woman smirked. The paintings in this room are better than the featured artist. Thank you. Just so you know, I am in no way saying that the other works are bad by saying so. Do you really think that her art is great? Between you and I, I don't think so. Maybe a couple of them. Lucilla raised her hand. If you're going to keep one of my secrets, I must know your name. Destiny. The woman in blue shook Lucilla's hand. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Sunlight poured in through Lucella's room, causing her to stir. She sat in bed and glanced towards Destiny's sleeping form. Checking the time on her phone, she realized she had slept all night without a nightmare. Lucilla went rigid. Her breathing sped up, and she had to stumble to the bathroom. She splashed cold water on her face as she tried to remember if there was anything she had dreamt about. Nothing came back to her. Why didn't I have a nightmare? What changed? She thought. She thought of things that might have been different, and occurred to her that this was the first night that Destiny had slept over. After five months of dating, it didn't bother Lucilla when Destiny fell asleep on her bed. Could that be it? She thought. During their five-month courtship, Lucilla hid from Destiny that she had premonitions about her death. Yet Destiny knew about her nightmares and migraines. She didn't want Destiny to believe that she fabricated stories. As much as she was constantly stressed about Destiny finding out, she enjoyed her company. Through the bathroom door crack, Lucilla could see Destiny stirring awake. She dried her hands and walked out, cracking a smile. Destiny embraced her and gave her a gentle kiss. Sorry for the morning breath. It doesn't bother me. Destiny entered the bathroom. So, what do you want to do today? It's supposed to be a nice, warm day. I was thinking maybe we can just stay home and relax. Really? You finally get a few days off and you want to hide indoors? You have no idea how appropriate the word hide is, Lucilla thought to herself. I thought I could catch up on painting, maybe some collage work. But that's work-related. I do enjoy painting, you know. I was doing it well before it became my profession. Yeah, but I was hoping we could go to a park or maybe the jazz festival. I heard there's one going on in Grammar Park. I guess. We'll see how I feel after some breakfast. Lucilla said, not knowing what else to say. Jazz glided along the breeze, as if the musical notes took flight. A heavy crowd formed near the stage, with vendors and food trucks lining either side of the venue. 
Scanning the area, Lucilla drew Destiny closer to her. She tried to keep the unease from reaching a crescendo. Destiny pulled on her arm. Let's get closer. Lucilla started to pull back, but noticed Destiny's face turn into a frown. Reluctantly, Lucilla was guided to the stage. As they drew near, the breeze turned into short gusts. Glancing up, she noticed clouds gathering like swirling reams of milk. Ten minutes into the new song, rain began to strip down onto the crowd, gradually turning into a light shower. It wasn't the rain that increased Lucilla's unease, but the lightning, which was starting to dance across the darkening sky. Maybe we should get going, Lucilla said. But we haven't been here that long, plus the festival is supposed to go on whether it rains or not, Destiny said. Parts of the crowd began to leave or take cover under the trees nearby as the jazz band continued to play. What if we go under the tree? Destiny asked. I don't think it's a good idea. Destiny headed towards the trees, leaving Lucilla behind. The hairs on her skin stood on end, akin to touching a science museum's electrical orb. Dashing to stop Destiny from reaching a tree, her vision turned bright and a crack louder than a bullwhip engulfed her auditory senses. For a second, Lucilla staggered in place. As her sight and sound returned, Lucilla searched for Destiny. Destiny had stumbled to her knees. Lucilla crouched next to her. Are you alright? Are you hurt? No, I just have ringing in my ears. Destiny said. Lucilla sighed as she pulled Destiny up to her feet. They peered at the tree. It had been split in half. Flames slithered along the edges. People laid underneath their limbs. Others ran past Lucilla and Destiny towards the injured, followed by the ambulance, leaving tire marks on the grass. While sitting at her pub-style dining table, Lucilla read a news article on her cell phone. Across from her, rain pitter-pattered on the small kitchen window as the scent of fried eggs and bacon wafted to her. A few of the victims from the jazz festival were still in comas two weeks after the lightning strike. Lucilla couldn't stomach finishing the article. She glanced at Destiny pouring over the pan like a haggard chef from a diner. It was also two weeks since Lucilla had a dream, and her life had gotten reclusive. Lucilla feared what she had to do. With an unhealthy portion of eggs and bacon on her plate, Lucilla grabbed her fork and then placed it down. Destiny, I have something to say. Destiny had a bit of food in her mouth, and she nodded. I, I don't know where to begin. Well, the beginning is a good start. That's what my dad used to say. Lucilla rubbed her neck. Desi, I think we should stop seeing each other. Destiny lowered her eyes. You know I'm going to want a reason why. I feel that I am no match for you. You are extroverted and I am not. You want to do things and I don't really care to. I think that I'm just holding you back. Luce, it's only been two weeks since that near-death situation. Of course you'll want to stay home to be safe. I don't mind. It doesn't mean we should split up. Destiny said, Even before that, I wasn't that outgoing. How often have you complained about wanting to go out and be with your friends? Yes, that's true, but it's not a big deal. Well, I think you will regret it in the long run if you 
stay with me. I don't see that happening. I see us staying together for a long time, happy and in... Destiny stopped. Lucilla's heart skipped. Destiny peered down on her plate. The eggs congealed and the bacon grew cold, mirroring what Lucilla's heart felt. Desi, I, I don't see that. Leaves scattered from Lucilla's wake as she took long strides towards her art gallery. Without noticing, she brushed past a man going the other way. It jostled her mind from the details of her dream. Since breaking up with Destiny a month ago, the nightmares returned instantly. Her daily routine was newly ingrained, and she threw herself into her work. Lucilla was about to grab the door to her gallery when she felt eyes on her. She turned to look. Destiny was standing on the other side of the street. Her frame was wrapped in a coat, and her bob was longer. Time seemed to slow down as they both took a step forward. A smile spread across Destiny's face, and Lucilla couldn't help but do the same. Destiny began to cross the street, and that's when Lucilla remembered the dream. She struggled to recall because she was seeing it from the sidelines. The figure crossing and getting hit by a car wasn't her. Without hesitating, Lucilla ran with her arms stretched out. Destiny's expression changed from joy to fear as she glanced to the right. The screech of tires drew near as Lucilla used all her momentum to push Destiny back onto the sidewalk. Lucilla was airborne as she tumbled across the hood of the car. The sight of Destiny's smile disappearing forever. Thank you for listening to the Chillingly Bizarre Podcast. For bonus content, check out JDW.com. This was episode 18 titled Cheating Death and it was written by JDW. The episode was narrated by JDW. Gabby was voiced by George W. Lucilla and Destiny were voiced by JDW. Credits go to freesound.org and its following contributors. Rudger Muller, Suanido Bologna, Madame Vicious, Squareal, Fod, KV Garlic, Kostrava, Inspector J, Splice Sound, Christina Vom 98, Ivansky, Deverne, Evdog, Sanlega, Sanquesting, Ottolam Marcianaro, Caitlin, and Short Record. Please leave a review on the Spotify app or anywhere else you listen to the podcast. <laughs>